You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. Good evening, guys, and welcome to the round 13 live Q&A. As always, Talking League's brought to you by Game Day Squad. Create, coach, compete in fantasy footy. Be the coach and win. Download the app and play now. We also got a new sponsor on. Uh, we are brought to you by James, Australia's first AI investing application for shares and ETFs. Learn more at jamesapp.com. Um, so as always, guys, get your questions in. Um, we'll be answering the questions around five minutes' time and hopefully get to as many as, as we possibly can. Probably finish off around 7.30. Um, but welcome, boys. Rolly and Brenton. Rolly, how's it going? Uh, have you survived after last week's uh, mishap with the t- uh, Cowboys and Tigers game? Uh, Jakey, my fantasy team was carnage and the Cowboys absolutely carnage. So I thought I'd rip me Cowboys jersey tonight because Luke Brooks is officially our daddy. So... <laughs> Will's up this weekend on KP. <laughs> and Brent, how are you going, mate? Looking forward to the bye round starting? Yeah, it's going to be good, mate. It's going to separate the men from the boys, I think, with how well everyone's planned. Um, so it should be interesting to see um, see the differences. So it does. So I um, thought we'd do something a little bit different tonight, boys. Uh, got you to send in a few uh, slides of your team. So instead of just talking about it, we're just going to share it on the screen. Um, if I can get my IT skills right... And there we go. So, Riley, talk us through your team. What's What are you looking for this week? What's your trades and how's your team shaping up? Uh, I'll go through my trades first, Jakey. So this week I had to move on a few players. The Cheese, big shout-out to him. He burnt me for the second time this season. Uh, I did happen to reinstall the app on Tuesday, thankfully. Lockie Miller to the bench, pretty straightforward one. Matto out for a couple of weeks. The one I was tossing up, uh, for my fourth trade was either Walshy or Trent Liero. I have decided to move Liero on just due to the fact I did speak about Walshy last night uh, on the Wednesday show. Do think he will uh, back up from Origin, especially this week. And with wing fullback being such a volatile position to start the season, I just I want to stick with someone who has been doing me well. So this week I'm bringing in Toe Harris, who I think is an underpriced gun, KP, boys to men this week and stick the C on him. I reckon we should. I'll quote the great TK there. And then <laughs> JDB coming in. I think he's a great captaincy option this week for those that do have him. And then one that I'm probably a little bit late on, but he is a keeper center. And I'm bringing in Connolly Lemuelu this week uh, just to shore up that center spot. So I'm running three gun centers now uh, with him, Jack Bird and Jay Manu. So only 11 players this week. I did have to make four trades to get there, but I am happy with that. I do have, apart from Lukey, who's probably due to ton up this weekend, uh, Sele and Host and Katoa from the Dolphins. Everyone else playing is a gun. So I'm hoping that I can sort of make up a few ranks this weekend and uh, break into the top 10K maybe. Awesome. Now, let's go back. To you, Brenton. I've got your team here as well. Uh, this is a lot more impressive up there. Top 10 uh, is still in there. Um, yeah, talk to the team, mate. 
Yep, so uh, last week was a bit of a rougher one with your Highland Lukies, your Ben Trebojevic's, etc. Um, but this week we're trying to correct the ship a little bit. Um, I've made the four trades as well, pretty similar to what Riley's done. Uh, Madison had to go. Uh, I've also gotten rid of a couple of my origin contingency in Reese Walsh and Harry Grant. Um, and also moved on the super hooker Jake Granville. Uh, managed to bring in the four positions that I needed to fill in with decent players, which was bringing in Jermaine Hopgood, Scott Drinkwater, Kalen Ponga, and Mr. Damian Cook. I, I've had my plans on Reese Robson since round seven. That That's who I was going to bring in. And as soon as Cookie wasn't named, I just I trust Cookie so much more than Reese Robson. Um, so I just had to adjust the buy planning a little bit, but that gets me a full 13. Looking good there as well. Um, and last of all, my team. So um, looking at doing three trades as well. So I'm just going, uh, I think it's probably a pretty popular one of the week, boys. Uh, Miller to Ponga. Um, pretty straight swap out there. And I'm also um, I've committed to buy rounds. So I've, I've traded out Payne Haas and Reese Walsh. Two guys that have three buys coming up and also an origin. So they're going to be missing four games minimum from here to look towards the end of the season. I'm going to be bringing in um, the two Warriors guys. So Shawnee Johnson and Toho Harris. So those guys only got the two buys left, not playing Origin, so no risk of being rested um, over the Origin period. So banks me uh, at minimum two games per player, So and potentially a third or fourth if those uh, Broncos guys get rested. So only fielding 11 as well, uh, sorry, 10 as well. So hoping just to hold rank, maybe maybe sneak up you know a few hundred ranks, but hopefully hold rank at absolute minimum. So... That's me for this week. Um, looks like we've got a few questions coming in, so we'll start firing away. Who do we got up here first? Uh, Bronson, Alex Johnson for 70 this week. Trust, so I'm not sure about that, but <laughs> maybe in a draft side. Uh, Tyson's on the TK uh, Express, ponging a ton up, so if you're jumping on with TK and captaining, um, <laughs> it might be the way to go. Um Throw this one, you know, uh, uh, Rowie. Uh, sorry, Riley. Rowie's in the chat already. So, Jason Saab, the man to save Rowie's season. What, what's your thoughts on this, mate? Well, he actually could be Jakey because he hasn't scored a negative yet so far. So, 37 <laughs> points last week with a try. I definitely think I'm not going to bring him in this week. I think I'd rather take a punt on Ponga. Uh, plenty more upside there. Dual position. Might even stick the C on him and... and Turn from a boy to a man this week. Always good to have Rowie on the show as well. Uh, Matt Pittman. So, given this one to you, Brenton, can Jaden Campbell uh, to Ponga or Garrick uh, or Miller to Drinkwater? First trade gives me 12 for the week, but 16 for next week. Second trade, I'll end up with 11 this week and 17 for next week. What's your thoughts on this? Yep, so I like the Miller to drink water one. I think that straight away you should be making that trade. Miller on the bench and losing cash fast. Um, and Drinkwater scored a 57 in a very dominated Cowboys team. Um, as for the first part of the question, Jaden Campbell is a sell. Uh, with Brimson coming back at some stage, I think Jaden Campbell will go back to the bench. Um, not a very consistent scorer. But for this week, I would be going Ponga. That dual position is so juicy. And if he stays away from origin, he is the perfect 18th man for your squad. Um, I think that the Seagulls, without Cherry Evans, without Trevojevic, they could probably struggle. So I think Ponga will outscore Garrick this week. 
Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat as you as well, Brenton. Um, what's your thoughts on this, Riley, as well? Pong is probably the biggest ta- ta- talking point of this week. Um, obviously, he has that history of concussions and um, also may be selected for origin. What's your, what's your thoughts on what's the upside and downside for Ponga this week? Well, Jakey, it's probably similar to Burbo, to be honest, even though he's nearly 200k more expensive. Bringing him in last week, we thought there was limited, I suppose, downside in it. Dual position, price, plays that first major buy round and the second one as well. And we saw injured 27 minutes in, so it could go south again this weekend. Surely not, not two weekends in a row, but there is always downside there. But I think it is, I suppose, a trade that you need or should look to be making this weekend. There is... There are plenty of benefits there, but there also are the negatives, and I do think the benefits outweigh it. So I am taking the pun on it. I just think the upside there is uh, too high to ignore. Yeah, absolutely. Like, worst, uh, best case scenario as well, you do get that you know season-long keeper as you know Ponga has been in the past. So if everything does go well, you get that you know ridiculously underpriced player. But even at worst case scenario, use one trade to get me out. So I think he's definitely worth worth the risk as well. Just with Drinky too, Jakey, just touch yep. on him uh, quickly here. I think uh, one of his scores, I think it was a high 50s or maybe even a low 60s, is going to drop out of his five-game rolling average this week. So his price will start to flatten out a little bit, and he only sort of may only make 60K as well. So you are going to have to look to upgrade him again then to a keeper wing fullback. So I would look to go to Ponga because he is um, more of a genuine opportunity to be a cashy. Yeah, I, I think that's a good idea. Thing as well, Riley. Like noting those fifty scores coming out of his average, you're, like, you're probably looking at him more of a cash cow because you know, suddenly he did have all those pretty low scores, but he he ha- he was still playing fullback, playing those seventy minutes. So his role really hasn't changed all season. It's just his form sort of fluctuated up and down. So those scores sort of you can't really ignore him from yet. Um, ignore it from his average. So he's probably not going to be that season long keeper, but probably just a cash cow if you're looking to get on you know someone for a quick cra- uh, cash grab. Uh, move on to Henzo, Hens Kalolo. Uh, evening boys, Tanner Boyd to Cook. Is this a good trade? What's your thoughts on this one, Brenton? So I know uh, Cook was one you were looking at as well. Yeah, this was one that I did play with, Jakey. Um, but I think that Tanner Boyd's dual position cover later on down the track is going to be far too valuable. Um, so maybe potentially look at another way. If you've got other hooker cover, I still don't mind it. I think Cookie's going to still average in that mid to high 50s, um, which he's priced at, what, 6.98 now, which is under the 50 average. So, yeah, make the trade if you if it balances your squad. Awesome. Uh, Matt Stinson, thoughts on Sele to Harris? He's already got three, uh, already has 13 this week, um, and he's got 16 trade le- left. Uh, this would give me a better scoring player, and this would be a potential trade anyways in the next few weeks. What's your thoughts on this, Ryle? you you got Sally at the moment, don't you, as well? Yeah, I do have Sally. He'll be uh, in my run-on team this weekend. I don't... <laughs> that's a tricky one. I don't really like the trade uh, due to the fact you're spending a trade on a player who's playing and bringing in someone else who's playing. So for that reason, is potentially sideways, but you are having a scoring upgrade there as well. Thing with Toe, he does have an injury history, so you could look to just hold him, uh, just wait off on him an extra week. Sorry. Also, having the buy in round 16 doesn't help as well, so you are only going to get the next three weeks out of him, and then he's going to have the week off. So, I potentially would look to just hold that trade this week because you might have uh, someone else, another path come up next week. Someone could get injured, someone could get rested, who you could look to jump off sideways to. 
Sweet. So maybe just have a little bit of a look somewhere out there, Matt. Um, who's who we got next? Jordan Gibbons. Hey lads, who to trade in for Miller? So is thinking either Ponga or Drinky. So we've talked about Ponga a fair bit already. What's your thoughts there, Brenton, on Drinky? Um, he's not really sold on either, but Ponga is a bit of bang for a buck. Um, we'll just answer that first bit there for uh, Brenton. What's your thoughts first, on no, Drinky? Yeah, it, it gets tricky because there's about 130 grand price difference. I personally prefer drink water out of these two, mainly because he doesn't play a minor buy round. He's, if you've got very few Cowboys players, you're only worried about round 15. With Ponga, you're worried about round 14, yeah, round 19, and the potential of an origin recall. So out of those two, I would be pulling the trigger on Drinky. Um, and then if you're still sold on Ponga, find a different way to bring him in as well. And the second part of that question, so is Matto to Hopgood a uh, lock? And is Walsh a trade as I only have Sloan or Ponga or Drinky for winger fullback this round? So what's your <laughs> so, thoughts there, mate? Yeah, so he's basically copying my trades right now. Um, <laughs> well, the players I'm bringing in, I did Matto to Hopgood. That was the first thing that I did because I wanted to have that gun edge um, and not have to bring back a Jack Bird or a Connolly Lemuelu up into that position. We bought them as centres. That's where they should be staying. Um, and Walshier trade, again, balance on squad. Um, I don't think he's going to be giving up his number one jersey for Queensland quite lightly. Um, so I I would be saying Walshie is a trade. Yeah, I think I've gone the same way there as well, trading Walshie this week. Uh, Tyson Coles, what's, uh, thoughts, what's your thoughts on Hammer to Milne? So uh, Hammer's been a yeah, pretty surprising inclusion to that Queensland side, so... Pretty unfortunate there. Um, with Tane Milne, I think he's at 400k at the moment, so he is dual position, plays this round, but I I just can't see him making money. He's sort of in that mid-range price. He is a winger. He's definitely going to need those tries to score you know, over 30 points. Um, I think the max he scored this year without a try is only, what, 31 here. Um, so if you find that extra 20k or so, um, just go to Ponga instead. I think that will probably do you a little bit better there, Tyson. Uh, Harry Gill, Sonny Luke or Will Warbrick to Ponga? I uh, got the money in the bank to make either. So, um, what's your thoughts on this one, Riley? Who out of these two do you think is probably worth holding it, and which one is worth selling? I think Warbrick's probably more of a sell here, Jakey, just due to the fact that Sonny Luke may play through the middle at dummy half a little bit more during the Origin period. A little bit of mail we have received that Kenny is going to play a little bit more of a lock forward role. So. Potentially more minutes there for Luke at half. Warbrick's also done his job, priced at 398k with a break even of 24. So I think he's done his job. The buy this week, you could look to move him on. Uh, next up, we got, uh, I believe this would be uh, TK commenting under the Talking League uh, banner. Should we captain Ponga? So, boys, uh, I know we're all pretty keen on Ponga, but um, TK, mate, if. Uh, if you captain him, we'll follow you. Uh, we swear. Um, probably not, though. So. I, I won't. <laughs> yeah, not I even won't close. either. So, um, I, we, we did see in the chat uh, a little bit pre-show. I think Paddy may be jumping on the bandwagon as well. Just a bit of shit and giggle just to jump on Ponga. But, um, yeah, I don't think any of us three here will be following you, TK. Uh, Ryan Nelson. Isaiah Katoa to Ponga or Metcalf? So, this is a pretty interesting one with... Katoa, because he's a green dot. Um, obviously, we talked plenty about Ponga. Um, do you think this is a little bit sideways at all, Riley? Go on, 
having already having that green dot in Katoa, um, trading someone to Metcalf is probably a little bit of an unknown at first grade this level. Um, he has, does have some really good stats in reserve grade. You know, I think he averages around that 40 or 45 mark um, in New South Wales Cup. Um, but same as Burbo, um, has those really bad hammies. So what, what's your thoughts here, mate? Yeah, I definitely think Metcalf's an avoider or watch this weekend. The other thing you've got to think about with him as well is you've got Tamari Martin, who's due back, I think, around 15 or 16 as well. Metcalf's only had 40 minutes uh, in reserve grade as well, so that's something else to think about. Looking at Metcalf, though, we filter his stats. He's had two starts at 5'8 for an average of 47.5 fantasy points in 53 minutes, so he definitely does have a fantasy-relevant game. I just think you definitely do have to watch him this week. And the fact that uh, young Isaiah Katoa is playing, I think you do need to hold. I think I agree with you there. Uh, George, uh, can I trade Cleary out and back in after Origin? Origin players and Panthers usually uh, rested over the Origin period. Or are they usually rested over the Origin period? He's only got 12 trades left at the moment. So um, just on those Origin players, usually I know Penrith, they definitely always rest players in that last round of the year. So that will be round 27 this year. So expect them to definitely rest them considering their last buy, I believe, is round 19. So they're going to have a long stretch of games there where they're going to be playing um, pretty much guaranteed to make finals Penrith Panthers. So they'll definitely get that one rest in round 27. But as for around the origin period, he may probably get one in round 20, I'd say, um, given all the origin games this week are on Wednesdays. So um, given the yeah, Panthers are going to have to play you know after the origin in each of those. So I, I expect him to probably, um, probably get rested for at least one. Um, with only 12 trades left, though, what's your thoughts on this, Brenton? Do you think 12 trades is probably a bit too little to have to be trading out You know, such an elite keeper in Cleary? I, I don't think you need to ever trade out Cleary. He's been the number one for a reason, um, and that's why you'd hold. The other reason is it's always so hard to get him back in, and you need to have the trades that facilitate that. Um, so I don't think you want to go chasing scores in buy rounds or whatever. Pick a couple of players that you were 100% going to keep, and not trade no matter what, Cleary's one of them. Absolutely. Definitely agree with you there. Uh, Andre, if you had to choose between uh, training one of the following, who would you choose? Tedesco, Walsh, Haas, or Grant? Um, he's got cover for all positions um, and with enough trades. So what's your thoughts on these, Riley? Which one would you be trading here? Which one would you be tra- yeah, to- holding and trading? I'm going to look to trade out Grant's Harry Grant here, Jake. You just think price at 786k, B is 68. The buy this week. He's got a long trip up to Townsville next weekend for the Cowboys from Adelaide, so potentially he doesn't make that game. It is on a Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock, so I don't think he will make that one. They do also have to back up against Manly in round 17, where the boys are going to be at against the Chooks at uh, the Sydney Cricket Ground. So I definitely think he will back up because he does. He won't play 80 minutes, but he definitely will be spelled by Bronson Garlic and potentially play 60 to 65. So I definitely think he's one of the biggest trades out of that. You look at Haas, he's only going to play 50 minutes and he's still one of the best mids uh, in fantasy. Well, she's it's dependent on the balance of your squad uh, and the way – way you can get to players who you're looking to bring in this week. I definitely think Teddy is the clearest hold, though. He looks to have turned around form, pumped out a huge, I think, 78 points from memory last week. So 
he has definitely turned a corner and he's only going to get more expensive over the coming weeks. Yeah, definitely agree with you there, right? With the Teddy, um, he does have that little bit of value now that he's pretty much bottomed out and he's sort of turning that form around. Brian, what's your thoughts here with this? a lot of these Origin guys? Like, if you're a head-to-head team or overall team who's stacked up on Origin players, is it purely based on a team-by-team sort of scenario whether you trade out all these Origin guys or um, is it... You know, are you keeping the most expensive ones? Are you keeping the ones you think may back up? What, what's your probably yeah. your overall sort of strategy here with yeah. someone with all these players? Yeah, I'd be I'd be targeting keeping the players who are a clear best in their position. Uh, so like a Payne Haas, clear best mid. I think Harry Grant, pretend, until we found out that Damian Cook wasn't playing, he was going to be a clear hold. Uh, Walshy and Teddy, I, I think that uh, we've all noticed that the wing fullback this season is just so terrible and so volatile and just no one knows what's going to happen. While she can score a 70, then he can score a 30. So I think your wing fullbacks are your most dispensable assets that you have uh, because you can bring in underpriced guys like a Kalen Ponga, like a Ruben Garrick, like a Dr- Scott Drinkwater and get a similar result by the end of the year. Absolutely. And even um, Jaron Buller as well, he's a sneaky one there who's scoring you know, pretty close to a keeper. It's someone who's averaging 44, you know. You can sell one of those guys to a, you know, a middle or a hooker or a half who's going to average average more and just, you know, play ball there for a few weeks over that origin period. So definitely agree with you there. Um, Don Griffin, um, thinking of trading uh, Hines to Moses. Um, however, I would leave him on seven trades left. What's your thoughts here, Oli? Um, do you think it's worth it? Um <laughs> I couldn't see myself doing it. What about you? No, I'd definitely hold that trade there. Jake, even though Hi- uh, Moses sorry, is such a premium half, he's still probably 10, maybe even 15 points behind Hines on average come season's end. So I definitely think you do have to hold that, especially with only seven trades left. If you did make that trade, it's going to be too hard to navigate the rest of the season. So definitely hold off on that and just take the hit. Absolutely. Grew with you there. Uh, Chris Rudder. Hey, Legends. How's it going? Uh, so far, he's got Miller to Ponga. Um, should I trade Matto to Hopgood or Harris? Um, he's already got Horse and JDB. That leaves me with 12. Or should I trade Katoa or Walsh to get a third winger fullback? So yeah, this is one we haven't talked about much, boys. What's what's our thoughts on Harris here? I know I'm trading him in. Um, he's about 670k at the moment. Has that track record of being a fancy gun in the past, averaging over 60 this year when playing that full 80 uh, minutes, uh, which is sort of seems to be his role at the moment. What's your thoughts here, Brendan? Have you have you looked at Harris at all? Uh, my first trade ever since lockout happened was Ryan Madison to Tohu Harris. But then when I did a lot of the jigging around, I had no good edge cover since Ben Trebojevic obviously went down. Um, so I couldn't bring even one of those guys up. So... I quickly realized that the person who had to fall sacrifice to it was I couldn't bring in Tohu Harris because I needed an edge. And that's why I ended up going Jermaine Hopgood. Um, I also, the dual position is also going to be such a savior. He plays more by rounds. So Hopgood's going to be my edge for round 13. And then he's going to be one of my mids for round 16, which is the, I think mids the hardest spot to fill for round 16 as well. Uh, So personally, I like the Hopgood side of this. But if you've got good edge cover from everywhere else, um, you can bank yourself a hundred grand and go. The consistency of Harris is going to get you sixty odd. Absolutely, I think I agree with you there. Look at your team there, Chris, and see which one you need. On that last question as well, 
he's looking to trade Aikatoa or Walsh to get a third winger fullback. Out of those two, probably go Walsh given he's playing Origin and he's probably going to probably going to not back up from maybe one or two games. So yeah. you probably go Drinky there if you have those. Um, well, leaves yeah. in the 12 trades. So it it is a possibility. Um, you probably will make a few ranks over the next few weeks, but you might you're still going to need to trade Drinky out. So. I'll just quickly add there, sorry, Jakey, that um, if he's trading Isaiah Katoa, I'm presuming that he has extra half cover, like a deal bags and an SJ. Um, uh, so okay, yeah. out of those, I would be trading Isaiah Katoa if you've already got your half cover and you can't play Isaiah Katoa uh, because he's clearly peaked in price and clearly Walsh is a borderline keeper. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If you have that positional wastage, probably go Isaiah Katoa. Just also on that too, Jakey, yeah. um, if you've got KP and Drinky currently in your squad, I wouldn't look to bring in Garrick this week just due to the fact that you'll have KP and Garrick both out next week. Yeah, absolutely. Great point there. Uh, Matthew David. Uh, so he's one of the <laughs> one of the poor souls like me who got Burbo last week to Valence Tafare, which is uh, very interesting. There's been a little bit of talk around <laughs> that he may get a starting spot. Um it's 6.50 at the moment, so I might actually have a quick look at that at their um, late mail. Um, so teams are in. Uh, Valence Tafari is still on the bench, so uh, I don't think this is the way to go, Matthew. Um, he also says, I think Valence Tafari at least gets a few looks over origin injuries. Bench roll could be interesting, not playing on having him the 17 unless buyers force the hand. So I, I don't think so. I don't think he's probably going to get enough minutes off the bench um, to, to keep... He's going to make... a Big price jump this week with his low break even, but after this week, he's probably not going to get those price jumps. So probably a bit of a trap there, Matthew, and I would be avoiding. Uh, Leanna Mills, uh, fan of show, was on the show earlier this year with her team. So hope you're doing well this season. Aiming for 12 this week. Uh, Hines to SJ and Burbo to Valensafare. Could bite me in the ass, but I've got 15 trades, so not awful. What's your thoughts here, Riley? Uh Wheels up on the first one, Jakey. I think you can go Heinz to SJ. He is a season-long keeper to partner in your half. Potentially, your other half is Cleary there, Leanna, which you're going to carry through the origin period. In terms of Burvo to Big Mallow, I think you've got to hold off on that one this week due to the fact he's on the bench. It's only a one-week play, and I don't think we can go looking for those just yet because we have seen throughout the season so far, those buys are so difficult to navigate, especially when you've got a couple of players from the same team. Even next week when we've got the Eels, Knights, and Eagles on the buy, uh, it's going to be difficult to navigate with four players out plus uh, origin backups as well. So definitely think hold off on that. Sweet as. Uh, Matthew David with Sean Sullivan. uh SOS, Sean O'Sullivan, Burton gone. Who plays halves for Penrith over Origin? Surely one of them will need to back up. What's your thoughts here, boys? I think Kurt Fools was the one to do it last season. If I was, and who's going to be the five-eight there? Yeah, you got. Um, I'd probably uh, say David Salmon. Yeah, yeah Javon So he can, he can play five-eight there. Yeah, yeah. It'd be Jack Cogger in the weak gutter dog there, Jakey. Yeah. Oh, Jack Cogger, that's right. I forgot about him as well. So maybe maybe Kurt Falls and Cogger. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and maybe the uh, weak gutter dog stays on the bench and keeps playing that edge with uh, Martin. Out, so. <coughs> yeah, we'll have to wait and see for that one, David. Well, it's going to be very Just interesting. Steals my Hoskins minutes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Charles Walters, is Marzu a keeper? Getting him gives me 13, or should I play with 12 this week? Uh, if he's worth it, should I bring him in for Hines or Grant? I have Ponga and Drinkwater already. So what's your thoughts here? He's already got Ponga and Drinky. Roll, you brought up this narrative before with uh, uh, having two nights on the buyers next week. Do you think this is going to be too risky here? Yeah, I think it is a little bit too risky, Jakey. Just looking at Marzu so far this season, he's averaged 50 points uh, across all his starts this year with a try, a point nine of a try every game, sorry. 8.4 tackle bus per game and 193 metres. So he's been an absolute workhorse. I just think it's too big of a risk to pay 625k for a centre from the night. So I would look to just have KP in your team uh, and, yeah, back him to, I suppose, turn up this week. Sweet as. Let me just hold it off on that one. James Palmer, who's the pods the boys are looking at, if any? So... Boys, do you have any pods in mind? Brenton, is there anyone in your side or someone you're looking at who's pretty pretty low ownership? Uh, not really, mate. The people I'm bringing... Three of the four guys I'm bringing in are the top six guys that are getting brought in overall. Um, so it's very going with the crowd. Um, yeah, mate, I, I I couldn't tell you on a, on a pod. The, yeah. the question well, is, do you need, Garrick, need a pod? Garrick, Garrick's probably your biggest one there, is it? Six yeah, ownership. Yeah, Garrick got um, uh, quite a big uptick from... Uh, last week when obviously everyone who listens to Talking League brought him in. Um, he was our pot of the week then. Um, and I think they're bringing him in now following trying to chase that 58 that he scored. So I don't really know if you classify him as a pod, but um, it is a little bit different, I guess. What about you there, Roy? Anyone you have in mind? Uh, Cody Walker's probably a little bit of a smoky jakey. Uh, he's got fa- favourable draw coming up for the back end of the season. Not uh, a lot of games against top eight teams, so he's one you could consider. But with Hines and Cleary in the halves, it's hard to go past them. You've also got Dane Gagai, who's missed out on Queensland selection, has started the season absolutely on fire, though. But a score of 24 last week and a B is 65 this week. I think he's a strong avoid. The ones we probably do need to start looking at, though, is John Bateman, who's owned by 0.7%. And then you've got, I'm just looking for him. Isaiah Papali as well. So I think they're ones you can look to target over the coming weeks. IPAP's currently owned by 5%. So I wouldn't go bring both those edges into your team, but I think you could look to bring in one of them. Yeah. Yep. Good shout. IPAP's there. coming in for me around 14, 100%. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think anyone who hasn't sold or who has sold Preston and Hosking, um, I think IPAP or Bateman's probably the way to go there, given they played both those last two major buys. Um, if you, yeah, if you have sold Preston. Um, the one pot I also had in mind there, um, I did pick him up the other week, was Harrison Edwards. I know he's probably a bit too late to jump on now, but 430k. Came on the other week. Um, he's not playing this week, but he, he came on the other week, scored 37 and 63 minutes. So pretty shocking PPM, but he did get that one game where he got a try where he scored 70 and 68 minutes. But... Main thing is getting the minutes. Um, he's going to play that round 16 by. So um, if you got him, you cheer him, but it'd probably be avoiding him at this stage. But that's probably the only other pod I have in mind. Um, but yeah, thanks for the question, James. Uh, moving on to Chris Cook. After this week, how many trades do you guys have? Um, I have 13 and and concerned it's not enough. Have 11 playing this week, ranked 386. Looking at Cheese to Moses, uh, Miller to Ponga. Uh, I think those trades are pretty good there, Cookie. So I'd be going all up on those. 
Um, and he'll be looking at Oluapu and Turpin next week. So we'll just go around the table here, boys. How many... Tr- um, I think we showed it before, but how many trades do we have after trading this week? I got 12 after three trades. You there, Ollie? Yeah, I got 11, Jakey. Just looking at around 16 numbers, currently need four more spots to fill, so three mids and a wing fullback. And then around 19, uh, looking for a hooker, an edge, and two wing fullbacks also. So have to make a few trades, but I won't make too many because I probably won't get 13 for both those weeks. What about you, Brenton? You're back. You're 11 as well, aren't you? Yeah, I'm 11 as well. And to hopefully help Chris Cook here, um, Oluwapu and Turpin are on my radar for round 14 as well. I'm actually looking at doing three trades. That'll get take me down to eight. Um, but that's shoring up my entire buy round coverage um, until round 19. Absolutely. Um, I think Turpin's on my radar as well. Still need 100%. that hook to cover for round 15 with uh, Robson being out. Um, on the Cowboys buy, so that's going to be an interesting one for coaches as well. Get cooking, mate. Kaya, I've uh, I've Sean Johnson, Nico Hines, and Hines in my team. <coughs> Not sure he's talking about there. Do I get Dillbags and Totola to make thirteen this week, or Harris and Metcalf? What's your thoughts on this one, Ryan? I'm guessing he already has Nick Australian Nico. He's looking at yeah. Dillbags as well. Yeah, definitely got SJ Nico there by looks shaky. The thing with, I suppose, Dillbags is he's a 5'8 for Parramatta, so he's not the uh, dominant playmaker, I suppose, in that team. Saw last week, uh, though, he was absolutely outstanding. A couple of weeks ago, though, when Moses was missing, he did have a little bit of a down game, but his last three scores with Moses have been uh, in the mid-70s, so I definitely think he's one you can look at. He's got great buy coverage, playing 13, 16, and 19, a B of 36 this week, so... I think he's one you can consider. And Totola's got plenty of value, so I would look to go that way. Just the reason I'm not going to say Harris and Metcalf is because of Metcalf and him as an avoid this week, just due to the hamstring and his job security. So he does. (coughs) Uh, Hamish Kelly, so who's your skipper this week, JDB or SJ? So we'll just go around the table again. I'm going JDB is pretty solid with that, you know, playing close to pretty much 80 minutes every week. Probably going to score 60, 70 plus pretty much. Pretty guaranteed. Well, not guaranteed, but pretty likely. What's your thoughts here, Riley? I might go Ponga this week, Jakey, but Ponga? just... <laughs> no, I think I'm going to go JDB, and hopefully I can finally break the curse this week with a trade-in, and he goes 65-plus because TK's shouting me a ticket to the GF then. <laughs> and you there, Brenton? Yeah, we got three of a kind, mate. I'm going JDB. Um, but the thing I really want to point out to the listeners tonight is if you are captaining JDB you should vice-captain someone from this same game, okay? So someone like a Jack Bird, even if it's a bloody Isaiah Katoa, whatever, it means that you can still do some manoeuvres if you need to and you're not locked into a certain player who might get an injury. Thanks for the advice there, Brendan. I've literally just changed over then. So I, I saw you had Dylan look. Brown as your vice. So <laughs> that, that was, was Riley, I think. I was a Riley. <laughs> that was Riley, yeah. I yeah, had Corey Horse, but I was Bird, even worse. Yeah. So I wasn't even looking. So, yeah, thanks for that, Brendan. Shows away in the top 10 there, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ben Luther, I can get to 12 players uh, with three trades, but this includes Miller. Uh, should I bring in a 13th player and keep Miller? or go Miller to Garrick or Ponga, um, and he's leaning towards the second option. Uh, Riley, what's your thoughts here? I think it's pretty straightforward. Just go uh, <coughs> Miller to Ponga. Yeah, it's a no-brainer there, Jakey. 
I think last night, from memory, I did quote Miller to Ponga could be a trade worth 70k this week by the time you've got Miller's cash loss and Ponga's cash gain, hopefully, uh, providing he goes well. So I definitely think that's uh, close to a no-brainer this week, and it's a trade that a lot of coaches aren't making. So yeah, so do that one there, Ben. Uh, Jono, after we all trade in Ponga, how many minutes do you think we will play this week? I'm hoping it's not above repeating itself. So yeah, definitely a risk there, Jono. So, but I think the risk is worth reward, given you may have a cut price keeper at 420k who can be a dual position fill in over the buy periods as well. So uh, worth the risk, and but a lot of people are going to be the same boat if he does injure himself. Um, I think we also answered KR. Todd Allen, lads, is Tavari playing? So I think he's off the bench. So uh, probably be avoiding this one, uh, that one there. Todd, um, definitely avoid at this stage. Um, Joseph Smith, Brenton, what's your plan with Boyd when he and Cook uh, both on the buy in round 17? So how do you? Had a little bit of think about this one at all, Brenton? Yeah, I have. Uh, I'm bringing in Jake Turpin next week for my round 16 hooker, um, providing he is the one who's named at the nine. Um, and in round 19, when they're both playing, I'll be playing Cook at the hooker and Boyd in the halves. Sweet as. So, yeah, maybe have a little look at Turpin there next week, Joseph. Um, Zane Anson, so this is your mate, isn't it, Brent? Ah, this Uh, is my mate, Zane. He was one of the very first competitive fantasy players back in the early 2010s, back when we used to work at UWE. Um, He's a very good fantasy player back then. Don't know how good he is now, but (laughs) let's let's find out. (laughs) Yeah, so he's asking... uh, Talk me, talk me out of Bailey Simonson. Uh, so you should get DPP next week. Phil's winger fullback for rounds 13 and 19 and means I don't have to play Talao in my centres in round 16 and it would give him, uh, would give me the max four para Newcastle Manly for 14. So he does have right. those guys on a buy next week. What's your thoughts here, Brandon? It's probably one I haven't really touched at all, Simonson. Uh-huh. I've just had a quick look, and, mate, I will quickly talk Zane out of it because he has only got one score over 30 where he doesn't score a try. The rest are 18, 23. You're getting yourself a second to allow right there. So don't do it. Yeah, and a four, even if he does play centers too, he's at 400K, so mm. probably already, like, if he was at 220K or 250K, is, I'd probably sort of maybe have a jump yeah, on it. but. Is, When's Walker Blake? Is he still playing even? I, I haven't even paid any attention to that Parramatta back line apart from Penasini. Yeah, I think he got dropped in Blake a while ago. Um, um, yeah. I don't even save his job security is there. So there's a lot of red yeah. flags there that I'm just planting my flag and saying, no, nah, do not do it and go find someone better. Yeah, I think I definitely agree with Ponga. you there. Ponga, absolutely. Ponga for 70 grand got, more. Currently got uh, Ponga while she and drinking his wing fullbacks. Ah, uh, okay, yep, 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 yep. Yeah, so that's probably another reason too, Riley, there to um, avoid as well, isn't it, with those with those guys on the buy next week. So definitely avoid there, Zane. Uh, Trent Heater, uh, currently ranked 130, 130th, so very good job there, Trent. Uh, he's got 11 this week. Um, do I need to bring in two playing this week? So I guess this is obviously based on what your team setup is. Like if you have guy origin guys that you think you can trade out, um, and make those ranks, you know, given they're going to, you know, these sideways trades, you want them to be playing more games than the player that you're trading out. So pro- it's definitely a, a team-by-team situation, but 
you don't have to trade if you can't see anything that's worthwhile. So just have another quick look there and just, just ask yourself, is this trade worth it in the long run? Is this trade going to be more valuable to me on the run home? Uh, Daniel. Burbo did a hammy, mate. If you were wondering why I didn't play 80, realistically, Pollingley should play 80. Feel like Miller is a bench just to cover HIA on Ponga and maybe jump in the middle for 20. Yeah, I, I think I agree there. Your thoughts on this, Roy? What do you think Miller's role is going to be this week? Just going to be that sort of utility off the bench, filling in for injuries? Yeah, I do think so, Jakey. Miller, I suppose he could be a little bit of an attacking threat through the middle of the field there. He bouncing off a few tackles, that sort of stuff. So I don't think he plays a stack of minutes and has the potential to lose 50K this week with a break-even of 60 again. So definitely a clear sell and someone you need to geek out of your team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think we've already touched on this one. Um, so, uh, Silatoga is looking to trade out, uh, looking uh, to see if he wants to trade out Cleary Hines. But I think we've already touched on this a fair bit that... Um, yeah, he's probably going, they're probably both a hold if if possible. Um, if you if they're that if you're they are only two Origin players, and you can find a way to hold them and cut make cover yeah. for them. I'll um, um I'll, I'll quickly touch in on this one if it's all right, Jakey. Yeah, go um, for it. If you've got the two and you are struggling, the one I would be selling is Nico Hines out of the two, mainly for if you can keep them for this round, then happy days. But if you need to move them on for sixteen and nineteen. Hines is the one to go because he has a buy in the minor buy rounds as well. So he'll miss 16, he'll miss 17, he'll miss 19, and then may not back up for 20. So he could potentially miss four of the five. Uh, yeah. uh, so out of the two, if you are desperate to sell one, it would be Hines, but I would be waiting until round 16. Great advice there. Uh, Zane's back again. Current wing for oh yeah, current yeah, wing for role shrinky. Yeah. Yep, that's what Riley was talking about. Jane Shepherd, what's your thoughts on trading Hudson Young to Hopgood, and does your view differ between head-headed and overall? What's your thoughts here, Riley? Um, um, Hudson Young probably would have been a good buy a few weeks ago, and it would have been a bit of a shock to the system seeing him getting selected for origin. Do you, th- do you think it's worth going to Hopgood now, given that Hopgood plays those three major buys? Yeah, he does play the three major buys, Jakey. And just having a quick look at Hudson Young here. He's supposed to play against the Tigers next week in round 14 on a Friday night. So limited likelihood that he does back up for that. He would have to back up against the Chooks then on a Sunday Sunday night uh, in round, well, that be 17. And then he's got the buy in round 20 as well. So I definitely think you can look uh, to move him on. Absolutely. Great advice there. Uh, Benjamin Tower. So this is a very pretty interesting one. So he's got two guys he needs to trade out. So he's got Miller, uh, and he's also got Cheese. Um, obviously, the one he's looking to go Miller to Ponga um, or Cheese to Ponga um, and have 13. So what's your thoughts here, Brenton? Are, are you going to be trading out Miller um, to Ponga just to save that cash and play with 12? Uh, or are you just going to keep Miller in your team, um, get, take that price hit and trade out Cheese instead? Yeah, so it's a hard one because straight off the bat here, I'd be doing the cheese to Ponga. You're trading out the injured player. Cheese is out for eight weeks, so he has to be gone. The, the golden rule is if they're gone for more than three or four weeks, you've got to get them out. So I'd potentially be looking at doing a second trade on here because we all know that Miller is not a keeper right now. So Miller to Ponga, do that, and then cheese to someone else. Um, who could be a potential cash generation or whatever you need to do. Um, whatever you need to do to get to 13 there. But Miller and Cheese have to go. 
Absolutely. If and if you want another one, I think Benjamin Tooth, I think Totola as well is a probably good one around that price, but it's probably not going to help you scoring seventeen this week. So definitely a tricky one there. So yeah, go if you get there. But yeah, Cheese Ponga probably the way to go there. Nearly be able to grab Tohu then too, Jakey. From Cheese tohu. up to Tohu. What is what's Cheese sitting at the moment? He's about five eighty, isn't he? Ah, yeah, five eighty, yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah, he's a lot more expensive than I thought. Yeah, so okay. Nearly to Ponga and then uh, Cheese to Tohu. Yeah, great trades, yeah. absolutely great Good trades. trades, very good. Uh, g'day, boys. Uh, 14 trades left. Uh, he's lost Davey, Matto, Burbo, and Walsh. That's very rough there, Daniel. Uh, thinking about doing four trades, Matto to Hopgood, Miller to Ponga, Luero to Harris, Walsh to Drinky, gives me 11 playing. Um, Riley, pretty easy. This one, just pull the, trigger, pull the trigger on all four of those, you reckon? Yeah, I think you got to pull the trigger there. Jakey, Smokey... Pod captain in dill bags. That's a big play. I did speak about a 5'8 before as a captaincy option. I don't like it just due to the fact they're not the dominant playmaker. And he doesn't score a lot through kick meters as well. So if you did want to uh, look for a pod player, would look to go someone like Mose instead. Otherwise, I think you do have to stick it safe uh, with JDB. I think he's a great option this week. Or Hopgun as well. SJ is a sneaky one you could consider as well. Absolutely. So pull the trigger there, Daniel. Uh, Pat Patterson, I don't have many trades left. Should I consider Cook to Robson? Uh, Cook for Robson? Probably not. If you don't have many trades left, just take take um, Robson's score this week. You're also going to get him in round 16 as well, where Cook won't be playing. So hold Robson and try to use those trades elsewhere. Cole Sharp up the Tigers. Uh, hopefully not. <laughs> have a bit of a Brooks is uh, taste of Tigers. <laughs> Uh, Jordan Curtis, hey gentlemen, hope you're doing well. Thinking more of a pod strategy and going Miller to Gutho or Marzu, who might benefit from Ponga back. What's your thoughts here, Brendan? Gutho is one we probably has, haven't touched. He sort of sits in that realm where he's not quite a winger fullback keeper, but he's going to have he has a really good origin schedule. What's your thoughts on these sort of guys here? Yeah, so I I always take Marzu straight out of it. I know he's the best averaging, but. I do not trust wingers unless they are goal-kicking and unless they're in really good teams. Um, and Mazu at the Knights is neither. So if you're wanting a pot option, I actually don't mind Gutho. It's someone I did look at. He's only about 30 or 40 grand more than Miller. Um, he's got the better buy coverage, as we know. Um, so I don't, I don't mind it. I, I think there's better options out there going with the crowd, like your Drinkies, like your Pongos, like your Garricks. Um, but if you if you you set on a pod, mate, I don't I don't mind Gutho as a shout out. Yeah, yeah, I sort of half agree. Gutho's that one that sort of always comes up every year around Origin period because um, yeah. he averages around that forty to forty five mark. But I know I, I think personally, I probably, I think the pod play is probably not the way to go here with Ponga being so cheap and yeah, such a high um, high output potential for such a low price and your position. I think I think this is the week probably just to go with the crowd there. Jordan, uh, Cody Barber. Hey, guys. Uh, was going to do two trades this week. I um, just bet my arm. Uh, Marnie to Cookie. Uh, Marnie killed it last week and is now 620 with a 6B. What's your thoughts here, Riley? Would you be training Marnie to Cookie? Yeah, I would move cardboard shoulders on as soon as you can, Jakey. The issue with him... I suppose at the start of the season, it was more of a concern was the missed tackles, but his scoring has started to have a slight uptick over the last couple of weeks due to an increase in attacking stats. So that's a big thing with him. He can go through his floor and it does counteract those missed tackles there. So you could look to hold him. Uh, He does play in round 16 as a hooker. So 
If you don't have Robson in your squad, he is someone who plays in and uh, could cover and score for you at hooker and do a solid 45-50 job for you. Yeah. yeah, I think I agree. So he did say he killed it last week. But he I, did I guess not. He got 17 last week. I was just terrible. That's a, yeah, 17 and 69 minutes with six missed tackles, an error, two penalties, and a six again infringement. So that's, yeah. that's a huge neg game. So yeah. I think this is definitely the week to trade him out, given uh, I think his B is probably going to be higher than 60, to be honest. I think it might be a little bit broken, given that it's a bye week. So maybe, 61 yeah, I, on footy stat. Yeah. Footy stats. So, yeah, it's, okay. it's about that, because he, he had an average of about 50 beforehand. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, regardless, though, I think definitely a trade there. Cody, um, next one, Adam Finlay. So he's going three trades here. Murray, Boyd, Wilton to Hopgood. Harris and Cook pretty much uh, sold on these here. Boyd's probably the probably the tricky one there, Brenton. Yeah, but you're getting you're getting Damian Cook. So as long as you've got decent hooker cover, um, I really like this. Cam Murray was always going to be a sell round thirteen or before. Uh, Teague Wilton is coming back to the pack a little bit, and to be honest, I I was looking at Tanner Boyd as a sell, um, because he has been pretty average over the last couple of weeks and the Titans aren't getting better. Also, Toby Sexton coming back in case they want to change things up as well as AJ Brimson gets me a little worried. So that's why I think these three trades are really good. Yeah. Uh, Scott, he's gone some big trade outs here. Haas, Cleary and TPJ for Sean Johnson, KP and Joffa. Uh, I'm guessing Joffa, is that Joe Offa Hengawe? Yeah, well, give me 13 for round 13. So I definitely like trading out TPJ <coughs> and probably Haas out of those two to Ponga and SJ, but I I think I'd be holding clear there. They'd give him so much. That'd give him a lot of cash in the bank, which is pretty much wasted. So I'll just be doing yeah those two and probably just leave that last one and wait for next week to use those trades. Uh Matt Williams, Troll Mitt to SJ, Dillbags, or Cool. So what's your thoughts here, Riley? Troll Mitt's been a pretty surprising one this year. Well, not surprising, but given that he's now the out by far the best winger fullback in NRL fantasy, what's your thoughts on trading him, given he's going to miss those three rounds over Origin, plus also a bye, and then also a one of the head-to-head finals as well he's going to be missing. So at least five more games for the rest of the year. What's your thoughts on trading him out? Yeah, he's absolutely... Uh, brain at Jakey, and I don't think his buy schedule is favourable here, especially considering he does have the buy in round 20 as well after game three. So head-to-head as well, as you just touched on, his match matchup isn't favourable. So you're going to have to look, in, look to move him on in round 26. Uh, so that's going to cost you another trade as well. In terms of your trade-ins, though, I definitely think you have to go to SJ due to the fact that Dillbags has the potential to be only a borderline keeper, and Kohler's... Uh, a tier below your gun center options in Joey Manu, Connolly Lamalu, and Jackie Bird. Sweet as. Uh, Wayne Taupo, thoughts on Carrigan thinking to trade him for Tohu or Hopgood um, and DCE to Brown or SJ. So these are two we haven't really touched on so far, <coughs> um, Brenton. So Carrigan and DCE both pretty much keepers in their relevant positions, but both play an origin. What's your thoughts here? Would you be trading both of these guys um, uh, this week? I'd. It, normally, yes. Um, the second one, definitely. I think DC to SJ is quite good. Um, but Carrigan's coming off. What did he, did he get a hundred or did he go down? 
97 or 98. 97. Yeah, so he's got so much cash to make in those next couple of rounds. So do you want to miss out on that cash generation or not? You know, you might still get that from Tohu, to be fair, because he's got a low break even. Um, so that one, that one's a bit tricky, depending on how many you're fielding, I think. Yeah. Right, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can probably almost look at Carrigan, yeah, as you said, there's a cash guy over the next two weeks, and if you're desperate for numbers, trade him out around 16. But given he's averaging 57 and he's probably 16k, that's pretty great value there for a keeper, so I'd probably hold if him he, in my situation. If he averages 55 over the next three games, Jake, he'll make 71k too, so yeah. get him up to eight, nearly 840, so I definitely think you could look to hold him. Break even at 26 too. Absolutely, so just hold off on that one, Wayne. Uh, Junior Mapasua, hey mate, is seven trades enough? So, I, <laughs> I think it is enough. Like, if you're not trading, so if you're if you've if you've gone from eleven to seven this week, I'd probably ex- <coughs> say it's acceptable if it's somewhat of good trades. But um, if you all if you have seven before trades, I'd probably not be trading and not be trying to just get through this period as with as little uh, trading as possible. Uh, Will Williams, hey lads, is host to Totola two sideways. I'm set with buy planning, uh, 16 trades left, and kind of got three mids, um, so it balances his team. What's your thoughts here, Brendan? Do you think there's two sideways going on a green dot to another green dot? No, right now, uh, because we just don't know what's happening with host. He can give you a 20 or a 30, you know, yay. But Totola, he is showing that progressive uptick. Um, and it sounds like he's got, he needs to have balance in his team. So similar to my team where I had less edges, that's why I missed out on Tohu and went for Hopgood. If, if you're balancing your team, you can't go wrong, I think, and I think this week is the week to do it. Sweet ass. So pull the trigger on that one, Will. Uh, Piri, is Haas going to back up after Origin, or is it okay to trade down to Tohu uh, and Berber to KP? So thoughts here, Rolly, do you think, he's probably likely to maybe, what, rest one one or two games over Origin, if not reduce minutes? Yeah, he does have buys in, what's that, 16 and 19, Jakey, with a buy then in round 25 as well. So I definitely think he will uh, back up after Origin, though, potentially on reduced minutes. The Broncos do have a little bit of a difficult draw, though. They do have the Gold Coast, which have caused them a few problems over the years in round 17, and then the Doggies in round 20 as well, which... <laughs> Could be interesting with Payne Haas going up against TPJ, but looking to trade down to Tohu, I definitely think you, you could consider doing that due to the fact that Tohu is underpriced and potentially does have 150k in value and does only miss one game over the origin period. Burbo to KP, though, I think that's a no-brainer because we still do need to look for cash generation at this stage of the season. We are still looking to build our team value uh, closer to $14 million from now on. Absolutely. Um, Daniel Long, I think he's a past um, fantasy winner as well. I can't remember the year, 2014 or yeah. 15, but yeah. Um, he, he's also got a good um, YouTube show, uh, Casual Athlete, yep. I believe it is. So, yep. Yep. yeah, big Go shout out to Daniel. Yep. Um, can the Cowboys do better than last week? So, uh, Trick Crash, Parrot is scoring 70 plus. So, I'm hoping they do better than last week. Not holding my breath, but with the amount of power forwards uh, that are out. Um, surely it's not too hard to get somewhat of a close game. Given you're, you're a Cowboys fan as well, Riley, what's your thoughts here? Do you think the Cowboys are going to fight back and at least you know try to get a win? I'm going to give uh, Andy a shout-out here, and <laughs> I'm guessing it was a drunk trade. I don't know, but Peter Hicker is going to score a hat-trick. 
and the Eels are going to absolutely get put on the sword. Uh, Cowboys are going to bounce back. That was one of the funniest things of the Tuesday show, wasn't it? With uh, uh, Peter Hicker, how he managed in Andy's team is beyond me. But um, yeah, each of them own. Uh, Justin McDonald, is Munster to Johnson a crazy trade? And who had a Cotter uh, or Gilbert to trade out for Tohu here? Um, What's your thoughts here, Brenton? Is Munster's is probably a pretty pretty much a keeper, but yeah. is he another one who you think is going to rest from origin? Uh, I think he's going to. He was, wasn't he nursing some injuries uh, going it through the whole season, ribs or something? So Yeah, I think it might have been yeah, rib cartilage or rib yeah, fracture which, or something he was um, managing, wasn't he? From everything I've read on those rib cartilage ones, they're just such a painful injury and your performance is never 100%, which is probably why his scores have declined a little bit. So I actually like this trade. Um, Johnson's going to be a keeper. You know he's not going to play Origin plays two of the three by rounds. Everything we've said through SJ throughout the whole year. Uh, so I like this trade. Um, as for the second part of it, um, I would probably be saying Cotter out for Tohu. Um, mainly because Tom Gilbert has that dual position. So depending on how many Cowboys you've got or how many Dolphins you've got, Maybe look at it that way, but dual position is something that you always need to consider. Absolutely. Great advice there. Uh, Yard again, Jay, continuing the telepathy. You got Cook for 54. Um, I don't know. This week, I think Cook is actually going to go a bit bigger this week, given that um, Latrell's out. He's probably going to be a bit more of an uh, attacking threat um, for the Rabbitohs there. So look to him to run a little bit more our dummy half and hopefully uh, get probably get a try. Um, so I reckon a bit more than uh, 54. So if you're looking to buy him the arch, jump on him. Uh, ben Luther, 12 trades left or, or 13 trades. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously 13 trades, but yeah, need a bit more context then, Ben. Uh, Vinny Shoesmith, best options for round 16. So round 16 is a pretty tricky one at the moment with, for mids. Um, at the moment, I only got Edwards. Um, another one, I'm not really looking at too many other options either. There might be a round where mids probably gonna, may have to miss out, but I know James Fisher-Harris has been in a few people's minds. Have you have you looked at any mids for that round 16, Riley? Just having a quick look at, a, I suppose, a pod option here, Jakey and Scotty Sorensen. He's been absolutely terrific for the pants on the left edge the last couple of weeks. He's actually pushed Liam Martin into the middle rotation as well. But in terms of, I suppose, a clear option that we all are considering, I think Jack DeBellin, uh, not Jack DeBellin, sorry, Jermaine Hopgood is clearly the best option and probably a captaincy option uh, for round 16 as well. Yeah, that's one I actually completely forgot about Hopgood. So most people will have Hopgood as well. So yeah, Hopgood and yeah, maybe have a look at a few others closer to that round. David Clemmer might be uh, a decent shout. Ed Clemmer as well. Yep. Um, Zane answer again. Uh, Ori answered uh, who we're captaining this week, so we're all captaining JDB for this week. Um, <laughs> TK has jumped in again. Is he on the piss or something? Tavita, Tukafu, Ponga? May as well have the show. Yeah. <laughs> TPJ's called uh, Cattle Dog this week. <laughs> Uh, Donick Thompson <coughs> took me out of Alex Johnson. So he's only scored a couple of tries and usually goes mental around this time of year. So uh, he thinks he's got 20 points of value, which is a bit extreme there. Have you have you looked at um, Alex Johnson at all 
Um, Brenton, or is this another winger that you, you clearly like to avoid? Yeah, winger that I like to avoid. With my head to the side like this, it means I'm actually having to look him up, which means I have not have looked at anything to do with him. Mate, without scoring any tries, he's only got one game over 40. Yep. The rest are 20s. Yep. So I don't see when he's priced at a 32 and you're looking at getting 20s, I don't see how there's 20 points of value. Yep, absolutely. So clear avoid there, Dominic. Luke Adams. Yep, JDB captains. Uh, Heron Seymour. Hey lads, traded in Lukey last week. Not happy and don't think he'll bounce back this week. So he's actually looking to trade him out to Hopgood. So I know you own Lukey here, Rolly. Um, you weren't very happy with his score or his team's performance. Uh, do you think? Do you think this is actually worth it going to Hopgood this week? If you think, uh, if you think Lukey's going to have another shocker. No, it was Billy Smith Friday night, Jakey. Thanks, Corbs. And then it was uh, Lukey Saturday night against the Tigers. So it was a rough weekend. But 56 in round five against the Doggies, 19 in round 10 against the Roosters, 84 against the Dragons in round 11, and 13 against the Tigers in round 12. Would have been awesome if he scored 12 there. But he definitely is due for a bounce back based on that form guide. You are making an upgrade, especially since mid is such a difficult position in round 16 as well, where, where you can use Hopgood. I think it's one, it's potentially a luxury trade you could consider. But if you are, say, below 11 trades before making that one, I would hold off onto it, just due to the fact the value of that trade is going to be worth more at the back end of the season. So he does. Uh, Damon Lenahan, Miller Ponga, Cheezer Harris, lock that in. Uh, Matthew David. Probably make this the last one, boys. It's just about 7.30. So, uh, Jame K for captain this week. Uh, Finns are at home. JDB to struggle with the media around his leadership. Um, very <laughs> interesting there. Uh, SJ with a few halves partners. Ponga to have a career in HIA. Games will be won through the middle. First opportunity for him to captain. So, what's your thoughts here? How do you think Jame K is going to go this week, Brenton? Oh... Look, considering that they're a team that are very close to where I live, I hope they go really good. I'm also not a Dragons fan. But if JMK is running through the middle, that means JDB's tackling. So I think both of them win on that. I still think JDB is going to be the clear captaincy option. But if you want a pod, um, then JMK, I reckon he could sneak over for a sneaky try. Absolutely. So that's boys. So that sort of wraps it up. So there's a few more questions left, but we'll try to answer those post-show. It's hit 7.30. So thanks for everyone for tuning in. Rolly, thanks for um, jumping on, mate, and answering a few questions. Hopefully this week goes better for you than last week. Yeah, hopefully my rank comes down to a four-digit number this week. Jake, you're not a five-digit <laughs> number. So wheels up on Ponga, boys. We need one more to join the club. It's me, TK, and Paddy. <laughs> and Brendan... Good luck again, mate. Uh, that first place is still in sight, so hopefully yeah, this mate. week's the week to make those ranks up. Yeah, mate. Hopefully my rank has still got a one digit. Not to rub it in, <laughs> Riley. <laughs> um, thanks again, everyone, for listening, and hope you all have a good week. See you all next week. Cheers, guys.